you may come out unscathed initially, right, without any major type of trauma physically to your body. You may have still been able to have children, but somewhere down the line, you know, potentially you've put yourself at risk for breast cancer, especially if you're under 18. Welcome to the Walk in Truth Minisode, a step closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. Now, let's get into today's topic. This is Pastor Michael Lance. This is part three of a minisode on the leaked Roe v. Wade decision having to do with the issue of pro-life and pro-choice and the contested debates. And uh, I'm sitting here with Pastor Shane Lance and Angie Plaza, my special guests, uh, part three of this minisode series on A Step Closer, Another Layer of the Ministry of Walking Truth. We've been going through an acronym to help us think through this issue. The acronym is LIFE, L-I-F-E. We've talked about L, life begins at conception, logical, scientific arguments for that. The I is the issue, what is the unborn? That is the main issue. If life begins at conception, all other arguments become really irrelevant. They fall away because if it's a human being from the moment of conception, all other arguments, poverty, age, ability, dot, 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 become nonsensical because it's still murder. That's the issue. Now, before we get to the F, I want to talk about forgiveness and talk about, Angie, a little bit more about your story. In in what we've seen in the dialogue in the country from both sides, people have talked about concerns like women having access to legal safe abortion, women having access to child, uh, I, I should say, to health care or health services and, and the like. And this fear and this, I don't know how much of this was reality, but back in the Roe v. Wade original decision in the 60s, they were talking about back alley abortions and they would hold signs with uh, clothes hangers. You know, a woman's going to go into an alley and try to eradicate that baby from her womb and destroy herself and maybe even take her life in the process. Um, what you may not know my friend, if you're maybe you're you would consider yourself pro-choice, is that there are a number of botched abortions in mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood clinics, etc. Women are often wounded to the point where they are infertile, and women also die in. Uh, Abortion procedures at Planned Parenthood. You're not going to hear about that. You're only going to hear the fair mongering on the other side. So, Angie, you you have um, worked in a crisis pregnancy center. You've done post-abortive counseling for people. You've also seen the reality of how Planned Parenthood operates. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about what you experienced there. Um, some of my personal experience while doing sidewalk counseling here locally in our city is um, there's plenty of times that an ambulance shows up to um, take a woman for a botched abortion, hemorrhaging, whatever the case may be. Um, that happens more often than I think people realize it happens. Um, just being involved in the post-abortion kind of healing type ministry um, I've been able to meet several women who do the same thing in their area, and there's a great amount of them that, you know, d- were never able to have children. 
have a friend who had to have surgery because she had scar tissue that was wrapping around her other organs from her abortion um, and things like that. I don't think that any abor- abortion is safe health care. <laughs> um, you're putting yourself at risk, and yes. those are the things that they don't go over with you. That's why I'm saying when I was in the crisis pregnancy center, my role specifically I felt was to educate them on the decision they were making yes. before they made that decision. And what could potentially happen to them physically by making that choice? They may never be able to have children again. There is a potential that they could die. You know, those are just some of the physical side effects, not to mention the emotional. Yeah, when you think about the procedure itself and what is happening and the ugliness of the procedure, and the risk is not just a physical risk. We're going to talk about the emotional and spiritual Mm -hmm. aftermath. But the truth of the matter is that someone goes in, trust a doctor to eradicate a living child from their womb, and the implications are that she could be wounded, she could die, and it does happen more than you know, my friend. Mm-hmm. And the here's the other thing. So in California right now, AB 2223 has been debated. And basically what has been decided so far and, and voted in the affirmative is that a child – No one should be charged if a child dies within about basically 28 days, basically a month after birth. So if there's a botched abortion, basically an abortion doctor could still kill that child outside the womb. This is how grisly and terrible this stuff has become. So what you're not hearing, for those of you who think that the argument is all about safe, legal, rare, whatever the words you want to put on it, that's actually not reality. Mm-mm. Reality is that this is a huge money-making industry. Yes. In fact, Angie, you said when you did sidewalk counseling in, in our local city here, you would watch a particular truck drive up to the abortion clinic. What was the name on that truck? It was an armored truck that came every day at 11 o'clock to pick up what we would call the blood money. And every day at 11 o'clock. This, my friends, follow the money. The innocent blood is being shed every day in every state of the union, largely motivated by the God called Mammon. And it is a, what, perhaps a billion dollar industry. I don't even know how much money they make from it. Yeah, I don't know, because they get money on the front end and on the back end. I mean, we could go a couple years back where Planned Parenthood was exposed for selling right baby body parts. Yes, and know. being funded uh, by tax dollars as yeah. well. Yeah. And so, my friend, when you begin to uncover or pull the veil off, this is ugly, ugly stuff. Don't think that you're getting the full story when you hear keep health care safe for women. There's the, an abortion procedure is not safe. And let's not to mention not safe for the woman or the baby. It is fatal for the baby. And possibly it, for the mother as well. Yeah, possibly yeah. for both. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about the um, effects of the physical, emotional, and spiritual. Angie, you had one more thought. Though. Yeah, I just also wanted to mention from a health um, a health point that um, there is um, – Research that also backs that there's a link between breast cancer and abortion as well, yes, too. I've definitely heard that as well. So it and, may and not – you may come out unscathed initially, right, without any major type of trauma physically to your body. You may have still been able to have children, but somewhere down the line, 
you know, potentially you've put yourself at risk for breast cancer, especially if you're under 18 Mm. and it was your first pregnancy, you're at an even higher risk. So I I just want to pause here for a second because I I can feel that some people are just taking some deep gulps. Um, And look, that's okay. Wrestling with truth is okay. Um, I've wrestled with many issues from my past, brothers and sisters, that I have significant regrets. Um, But we're going to we're going to turn the page to hope in a moment. But I want to tell you, just just digest it, even if it hurts for a moment, because truth will set you free. That's the goal of walking truth. Pastor Shane, you have some scripture that you want to share with us, because I, I'm sure that people are saying, well, what does the Bible say? You you say that there's all these Bible verses. What are some of the key texts? We, we've argued from logic and science, but tell us what does the biblical text say? Yeah, um, and I will do that just in a moment. I just was going to point out, too, that um, I think a lot of people are interested in statistics, and it it is often interesting. This is from KTLA News. Uh, This is an article that's uh, from two years ago, but uh, this is just a a brief uh, snippet from that article. It says, The World Health Organization estimates that 30 women die for every 100,000 unsafe abortions in developed regions, while 220 women die for every 100,000 unsafe abortions in developing regions where abortion access is limited or impossible. The term unsafe refers to both self-induced methods and illegal procedures performed by non-physicians. This is the part that I find pretty staggering, though. It says at least 22,800 women die each year from unsafe abortions. Per a 2018 report from the Gutmatcher Institute, a reproductive health research and policy nonprofit. The researchers analyzed death information available through the years 2014. And the last part I wanted to read says, overall, who, uh, that's the organization, says 7 million women per year went to the hospital after unsafe abortions in developing areas alone per 2012 estimates. Mm -hmm. So So there's just a huge risk. So define unsafe abortions. That would mean that it didn't go well. Right. Right. In a developing country. Um, And – we have to keep in mind that those statistics can often be skewed by the viewpoint of that organization. Sure. So, but we'll leave it there. So, go, go I think on. it's just worth noting, though, that yeah. you know when we're talking about the safety of women, you know, if I looked at my wife and we were navigating a situation where we had an unwanted pregnancy, I think if I'm speaking with somebody, I hope now that might be in this situation, just man to man. If you care for your partner, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever situation you might find yourself in, you do need to ask the question, is this a good choice for her, not only for her mental health, but her physical? And when we turn to Scripture, yes, Scripture has a lot to say about the life of the unborn, if you will, or life in the womb. Um, There are many passages we could go to. One passage that some of you may know is Psalm 139, 13 through 16, and it says this in verse 13 of Psalm 139. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Verse 14 says, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Um, another verse is Psalm 51, 5 through 6, and it reads like this, For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. 
Um, so there's even insight in this psalm that the Lord can even be growing you as in knowledge and, and pouring his, his purpose for your life is being developed even when you're in the womb. And Pastor Shane, uh, each and every child is made in the Imago Dei, the yeah. image of God. The womb is sacred. Yeah. And when a, an abortion doctor goes in there and eradicates something that God is weaving together, that is the ultimate clash, if you will, of worldviews. And it is a devastating reality to think about the fact that when when that happens, we are destroying a child made in the image of God. And I won't get into the actual procedures that happen, the saline procedures and the suction and, and the um, – uh, what, what's the one when they have the baby partially out, partial birth abortion, mm-hmm. and the gruesomeness of this, it and then horrific. pushing it even further with this, you know, new AB two 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 three outside the womb, um, folks, uh, we've we've got to do some soul searching on this. You know, um, I just wanted to say this too that um, I understand there's a reality that for some young Christians, old Christians, non-Christians, whatever season you might find yourself in. But um, specifically for those who know the Bible, um, you you have confessed Christ and you do believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Um, I know that I could give you as a pastor scriptures about God's you know design and even that he's formed babies in the womb. And I could take you to Luke chapter 1 where even Mary goes to visit Elizabeth and John the Baptist is jumping in the womb at the presence of Jesus in the womb, which is a pretty outstanding and amazing uh, you and, know, moment in Scripture. And he was John the Baptist in the womb in the as womb. well as outside the and, womb. And something I've heard said that I think is worth noting uh, before I make my point here is that if – John the Baptist was aborted in the womb. John the Baptist would not have existed. Um, It wasn't a potential John the Baptist. It was John the Baptist. And God had already set out a purpose for that uh, boy's life before he was even uh, born. And so we need to realize that if we, especially in a culture right now that pushes for such an emphasis on individuality and purpose and people being worth something, then why on the other side can we argue that this life in the womb is not worth something? Amen. Well, uh, that's a lot to digest on this third episode, mini-sode, of um, A Step Closer, which is a ministry of Walk in Truth. Thank you, all of you uh, who are part of our listening family. I know that you desire truth. God desires truth in the inward parts. I know you desire truth. Some of you are new to this broadcast. Some of you listen every day to Walk in Truth as we walk through books of the Bible. Uh, We're dealing with this topic to help all of us. Not to condemn, not to beat you up, but to bring truth and clarity. That's what our ministry is all about. This is a step closer. It's a mini-sode, a layer of the ministry of Walk in Truth. We're so grateful for your partnership, for those of you who give, those of you who pray for us, those of you who tell friends. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow us today on all your favorite podcast platforms, and we will do a part four. We're going to talk a little bit more about forgiveness. And where do we go from here now? If this has happened to you, you know, what's the hope of the gospel? What what does God think of me if I've been through this or done this? Maybe even more than once. That's next time right here on A Step Closer, Walk in Truth. Hey, reach out to us today, 844-48-TRUTH. We have pastors here available Tuesday through Friday, Pacific time, 9 to 4 p.m. That is 844 844- 48 Truth. This is Pastor Michael on behalf of Pastor Shane and Angie. We'll see you right here next time.
Thanks for listening to A Step Closer. Let us know your thoughts on today's topic. You can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. You can also let us know a topic or question you'd like us to answer and discuss. Again, email us at contact at walkintruth.com.